Hello, this is Kevin speaking. I'm here to inform you that, one, I'm sick. So I'm not going to be on the Valley cast this week. But we do have DJ Woolridge. DJ Woolridge is on the show. But that's not all that I'm here to tell you. The last thing that I'm going to tell you right now as a sick man is that Steve informed me that he kind of screwed up while he was recording the Zoom meeting and he didn't have it on the right view and the resolution kind of sucks, just kind of sucks and Steve's a dumb idiot, that's what he is and you tell him about it. So not only will you see people only when they're speaking but the resolution sucks, okay? But we're trying our best, Steve just made a big uh uh-oh, okay? Uh, and I hope I do feel better. Thank you for asking about it. Okay, enjoy. Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people guess them instead. I don't know how it goes. I think it starts with Good your show. Own <laughs> uh, in progress. Let's make sure to... <clears throat> and that's why I will never drink diet beverages again. Hi, everybody. Welcome to. The Valley Cast. Um, I, you may notice that there's something's a little strange here. Joe was wearing the different. coolest sunglasses I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, those are really cool, Joe. I like how they go pointy at the ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. that comes to a good point, right? Yeah. Number one in our books. Exactly. <laughs> Well, guys, welcome to the Valley Cast. Today we have a, a very special guest, uh, someone we've had on the show before. So don't get all fucking weird. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Elliot Morgan's here. Out of his busy schedule, Elliot went back to school like Billy Madison. He's in fourth grade right now. Uh, What's that like? Multiplication tables? Great. Mm -hmm. Are you finding it hard to keep your hands to yourself? Excuse me? You heard me. Are you finding it hard to keep your hands to yourself? Keep your hands to yourself. Thank you, Joe. Why why would I be having a hard time? I'm just wondering. I know first time around, we know that you were not getting S's on your report card. That's right. You, Are you talking groping? Are you talking about groping? No, 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 no. We need no, you no. to be. We I'm need you to. Con- Elliot, your your fear of cooties needs to continue. Uh, okay. You talking groping is my favorite genuine genuine song from the nineties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking groping. <laughs> Honestly, I, I believe you. <laughs> That's a song that might have existed because yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Probably. Well, because for some groping in the morning, the there, eve. There's some pretty despicable music out there guys anyway dj's here on the show we've had dj woldridge here before he's a friend of the show a friend of ours we used to work together back in the day and you've got an exciting announcement um i'm making not just a comic but the third and final uh, comic of the series that i've been talking to you guys about that's right so you've been yeah. here for you've been here for the initial push and the yeah. middle push and the middle push yeah this is a good opportunity to thank you all for having me on for all three campaigns that's what your i was gonna audience, say we have yeah. had you on for all yeah, three for all yeah three, your audience is lovely uh they've been very supportive um people. Yeah, it, it, but I, they're supportive like that's uh, not yeah. what i heard <laughs> um and they've been going over to <laughs> hellbentcomicbook.com uh to check out hellbent and if you've been following the comics so far 
This is the third and final volume. It all, all wraps up here. Uh, if you haven't uh, checked it out yet, you can get all three volumes. Uh, it's for fans of uh, supernatural thrillers like Preacher and uh, Sandman and Something is Killing the Children. Uh, it's got uh, violence and sex and demons and all that. Whoa, whoa, cool whoa, stuff. whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, we didn't sorry. talk about this. Sorry, what sorry, would sorry. you? Is this like a PG? Is this an R rated? It's a hard R. It is a hard R. It's hard rated. R. So you got nipples hard in there R. and muff? Or? Ooh, yeah, we got the whole uh, shebang. The whole <laughs> shebang. Kevin, you can go ahead and cut all this out. <laughs> Kevin, you could cut this filth out. Just, wait, cut, wait. The, just cut the whole shout wanna, out to the Kickstarter. Uh, just cut it out. <laughs> I want to make sure. Can't I want to make sure it. that the uh, the uh, information is properly uh, provided to the audience. What you're yeah. saying is yes. Uh, if you miss the fu- the previous two mm-hmm. Kickstarter campaigns, <laughs> part of this one isn't just isn't just the third issue but you're also going to be able to print the first and the second issues as well yeah you're we're doing reprints of the first and uh second volumes you can get all three i think at this point we just literally as of this morning we hit our first stretch goal which means we got there's going to be extra pages in the the comic so i think the total comes to off the top of my head i think 136 pages total whoa yeah how does that feel that's like you've birthed a child at that point it's good. It feels good. It was it was um, really nerve wracking on like if the first one didn't do well, well, then we're just not doing it. If the second one didn't do well, it, it was like, oh, no, we, we can't finish. Like and so it's cool the um, because I'm when I write, I try to begin with the end in mind. So we had a full treatment of where we wanted everything to go. So we kind of knew what we were doing, where we were going. And it's cool to see that realized um we are funded we are reaching our first stretch goal it is happening it's not one of those like you're going to contribute maybe you'll see it no it's happening mm-hmm. i love that it's really cool it's really you made a promise and you're going to make good on it yeah if, and you didn't just birth a child you actually birthed a child you raised it and now mm-hmm. your child is about to go to college because you're finishing mm-hmm. it how do you feel as a creative and an artist that somebody's been doing this campaign for what is it two years three years now three years three, three years three years plus if you that's crazy like planning stages it's, and all that unless this is you know, like making you're doing a movie extra, yeah unless you're yeah. doing like extra stuff after this that we don't know about yet like this is the end how do you yeah. feel about mm-hmm. that as a creative real mm-hmm. good real good because as you all know it was from making things it's hard it's a it's a marathon and and especially if you don't know that you're ever going to see the end is going to see the light of day knowing that it's happening knowing that we're done uh i mean we're not i'm not that i'm getting pages as we speak uh, uh we're we're finishing up the comic but knowing that we can complete it on the terms we wanted to um it's a relief right now it will probably be uh a little sad when it's done done yeah when it's like gone and it's out and it's like well i guess that's it uh but like right now it's a relief it's like oh my god we did it because it's also you all did a kickstart like you know how like oh yeah it's just a roller coaster of emotions i'm trying not to get too like checking every hour this time i'm trying to be like cool you kind of have to just leave it alone and like Mm -hmm. let it do its thing yeah. they'll let you know if you messed up yep. they will. Yep. someone yep. will yep. and usually politely yeah occasionally occasionally politely i've heard that like kickstarter can be this like nightmare landscape from a lot of people um before we jumped into it and what i have found from our journey is that it's been for the for the most part 99.9 percent and even higher than that like, oh, like so damn near perfect like yeah. people are so understanding and yeah. kind 
and forgetful, conveniently mm-hmm. forgetful. They'll be like, mm-hmm. hey, I backed this two years ago and I just yeah. got it. That's cool. Yeah, Didn't yeah, care. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, we it's... just imagine that they're like freaking out at home yeah. and every day like getting angrier. And really, they're not. It's like they're mostly normal people. It's crazy. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's a cool community. It's cool. And this is and it's been cool. They've been very um, supportive of this book. Um, and especially since it's kind of like um, uh, it, it's a cha- it's a ch- challenging comic. I mean, just for example, like, uh, you know, people freaking out at the Grammys about the Kim Petra Sam Smith performance. And it's like, that's tame compared to the stuff we're doing in Hellbent. Oh, yeah. So it's cool that people are enjoying it. So does <laughs> that mean that, like? Oh, go ahead. Sam Smith dressed as like the most like Halloween (laughs) off the rack version of the devil too i thought that was very funny that yeah it was very really not only that. was it funny but also, <laughs> know, don't these people have money to buy cool and costumes yeah should, yeah. yeah and if you've <laughs> anybody's <just> jealous <laughs> uh listen if anybody's ever listened to music since we've been alive doing <sighs> devil shit in music is not new kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> can you give me some examples any rock band from the 80s <laughs> literally, <laughs> yeah. like literally pick yeah. one uh so <laughs> um, dj like it, for those for people who are listening to this and they're like, I don't, I don't what is this that you're doing? Yeah. Can you just Good give us the, the super follow up? Thank you, Joe. I Good love follow up. <laughs> Can you just give me the super? Give us the super elevator pitch for Yay! what Hellbent is, <laughs> uh, and and uh, what can we what can we expect to see in this final uh, chapter? So if you go to hellbentcomicbook.com, what you're going to get is a comic that is about uh, Jesse, who is a young trans woman with incredible supernatural abilities. Um, nefarious forces want to use her to kickstart the apocalypse. Um, so she comes under the care of Nick, who's an occult assassin with a flaming sword. Mm. And in the final chapters, uh, the final volume, it's basically uh, two parts with two amazing artists, Cam White and Heather Vaughn. Um, the first part is kind of... Um, uh our high our highest our villain what was it villain frank and mm. last of us the, our our happiest moment which is <laughs> which is jesse gets to go to this um supernatural uh gay club called boogeyman um that is kind Love of overseen him. yeah yeah long story that one that i've had that one in my back pocket since before the series was the thing i've been waiting <laughs> to get to boogie the boogeyman club for uh for a long time um, and which is overseen by Delilah Divine, which is a trans goddess. Um, that uh, is, so it's a cool moment of of uh, just joy for Jesse, uh, right before the finale, where we have to confront the ultimate evil, the apocalypse, all the big, all the big action stuff. Giant Jesus demons, Christ, Jesus Christ <laughs> comes out, and they get in a fist Name fight. Uh, and and uh, yeah, so it's that's the big, that's the big climax. That's the that's the thing that we needed the extra pages for was the, <laughs> to wrap it all up. Yeah. Um, and kind of like, will Jesse and Nick and and our other characters be able to triumph over evil and coming of age story and all that stuff? Um, and I do think uh, now is a good time to talk about it because if you're a fan of Last of Us and other stories where grizzled tough guy takes care of coming of age, age young woman, you will like that's that's the kind mm. of the template we're doing. It's so. the lone wolf and cub of it all. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yep. Which so, we which well, we're really loving right now in Hollywood. Yeah. So it's I'll a coming be, of age um, story. It's a supernatural thriller. It's got action. It's got all everything. Every uh, and as we talked about, it's got uh, violence and titties and mm-hmm. curse words <laughs> and all that stuff. Well, <laughs> so I'll be I'll be avoiding it at all costs. But just for <laughs> at the, all our costs. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you I, couldn't. When you you lost me when you said Last of Us, uh, yeah. because that show is too scary, <laughs> no. too violent, no, uh, too depressing, <laughs> and too anxiety inducing. Uh, but thank you for your recommendation. So I'd I say The Last of Us is the least scary of all the like. Uh, End of the world zombie shows. I'm putting a pin. In, I'm putting in a pin on The Last of Us. And we're going to talk about it immediately yeah. after. Okay. Okay. All right. It's done. We're putting a pin. You no, know, but but I will say that I will say <laughs> this, and I do think I you know obviously I want to avoid spoilers. It's our big finale and everything. But sure. um, uh, to the to the depressing point, um, I don't know whether it's scary. It is. We do do the violence. Uh, uh, I don't know how scary. It's a supernatural thriller, but I don't know that it's horror per se. There you go, Elliot. It's but, not scary. But I, I like will violence. Say I love to, violence. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, to the, it is to no the, violence. Yes. <laughs> to <laughs> America. The, to the depressing. <laughs> Uh, without doing spoilers, um, you know, there is plenty of story. I co-wrote it with my good friend, Jaina July. We have a, a team of creatives of, of um, women and queer um, artists. Um, and we were not interested. There are plenty. If you want to find uh, sad stories about gay people, those those are out there. Um, yeah, there's we, a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of those. <laughs> we, yeah, we I think want... we've seen a few of them at Fantastic Fest. We have, we have. Um, <laughs> this is not this is not that. We didn't want. This, the goal was not to like. Uh, for lack of a better term, like punish somebody for being for being <laughs> queer. You know what I mean? There was right. it's, it is a coming age journey. There are challenges that are to be overcome. Um, but the goal was not to make something not, oh, I love last of us. I love sad, depressing things. That's my jam, but that's not what this is meant to be. <laughs> that's good. So you, no. even though you love that kind of art, you're not making that kind of art because just, you want, there's enough of it. Yeah. That's just not what this, you know, when you guys, you guys know when you're making something, it kind of tells you what it is. It's kind of like, mm -hmm. Oh, this is kind of what we're doing. And you try to abide by a, abide in that spirit. Yeah. So that's just this wasn't this wasn't the kind of um this is ultimately supposed to be more of a triumphant story. Um, so nice. I'm excited about it, man. This is really cool. You have been working on this for so long. Yeah. It does it feel like you were making a movie and you're like now you're now it's finally done. You're done with your trilogy or do you want that to be something reserved for when it really is a movie? Uh the latter one. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, I'm <laughs> do very... you see it as a movie or a series? I try to, again, when something, uh, you're working on something that kind of lets you know what it is, I kind of always viewed it as a comic. And when I try, I try to keep those two worlds separate in my brain. I don't want to like make a comic that's just a pitch for a movie. I love that. Uh, Netflix or HBO or whatever, if you want to make it, call me. Yeah. I'm easy to reach. Yeah, they, they um, Netflix and HBO are yeah. our biggest fans. Yeah. Great, yeah. So, they yeah. are great <laughs> members of our Patreon. Been asking so. to be on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> HBO has been like, get me in here. Yeah. Um, Netflix podcast. really loves our ad reads. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, but I, I wanted to make something that was intended to be a comic, and it was stuff that like um, a lot of the movie stuff I write is more manageable uh, as opposed to like <laughs> giant house-sized demons. Yeah, you can go yeah. big with uh, it's unlimited imagination because you're not like holding yeah. yourself back with scale and stuff like that. Yeah. Can I jump into the minutia of it? One, real jump quick. right you, in, baby. It's, it's about... nice. And, hang on, let me t let me check it. It's warm enough now. <laughs> so, we can get into the minutia. It's nice. This yeah, is, it's um, not. Joe's it's not segment. cold. This is Great. called twenty minutia or less. Go for it. <laughs> Here we go. 
Hey, DJ, I'm going to talk about how long I've done the minutiae. It was really fascinating because we're just talking about <laughs> Hey, can you, <laughs> that can you laugh that's, more at Elliot's jokes? That's a deep <laughs> cut, my friends. Um, you're talking about you needed like stretch goals to do mm-hmm. extra pages, which means, uh, oh, it's, you, some might think a page of a comic book. That's just an extra page. DJ fucking do an extra page. Yeah. How much work? time effort if you want to throw a financial in there you don't have to if you want yeah. goes into making a single freaking page of a comic book a lot uh, a whole ton uh comics are not well they're not let me phrase it this way they're not cheap if you're going to pay people um uh for example like uh our last all three campaigns have been successful and by successful i mean i have almost broken even on each one um the artists have gotten paid me and jana have not ever um uh taken any money project exactly um and so if you're talking about um and and i'm paying my artists a good rate but not like a yeah, almost right, what right. they're worth. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and, Which uh, is better I'm, than what the industry does most of the time. Yeah, and so like, um, and I'm very grateful that they're, because it, it is a, pa- even though they're getting paid, it is a passion project for them as well. Um, and so you've got just for like, so we got whatever time Jane and I spent on the script. So it was like treatment. Uh, normally what would happen is I'd write a pass, send it to her. She'd do a pass, send it back to me. I'd do another pass, send it back da, da, until we're like, oh, it's good. And then... Um, and how much arguing and disagreements would happen in between that? Actually, not a lot, which is That's really good. cool. Yeah, not a lot. You lay in hands? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, um, good. And it's, it, we kind of, well, because we've been friends since like high school. So we kind of like have a, we kind of know. You already know each at. other's yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, you know the weak spots. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons that we collaborated on this is so that like she knows what I'm good at. And I kind of know what she's good at. And we, we can kind of like compliment that. So we do all those passes, send it to the artist. The artist spends like, um, uh, people don't appreciate enough. I think the amount of work an artist puts into, uh, anything, uh, but, but yeah. you know, a page of a comic. Are you having, are you leaving the layout up to the artist as well? Um, it depends unless we have something like really specific in mind. That's something I try to, I try to be good about, um, I, maybe they would feel differently, but I try to be good about like, like giving the artist space to do their thing again, just like Jane yeah. and I know what we're good at. Like the artist is the artist. So it's like, unless we have like, we have a very specific vision. It's kind of like, here's the general, here's how many yeah. panels we're thinking. Here's basically what's happening. Here's the panels we think we should be. Here's the one here's where the thing. panel breaks a little bit and it squeaks into the other panel. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so then, um, they they do their whole thing which is uh, another back and forth they do thumbs we give notes they do pencils we give notes they do inks we give notes oh so much work yeah and then it goes to the colorist and then it goes to the letterer um and then uh, somewhere in there normally around the time that we get art back i do another pass on the script um to kind of like because you'll get some you will write something and we'll have dialogue and then you'll see the page you're like oh this art communicates what we need without a character having to like verbalize something so we you know edit it um it's a lot it's a lot of it's a lot it's a lot of work um and it's a lot uh, or at least to me it's a lot of money um and so very grateful for kickstarter existing very grateful for the people backing it um how do you uh how, how do you juggle this with everything else that you're doing like how many hours a day are you working on this particular thing versus um, every- it's kind of it's kind of like uh, phases like i there, yeah. there'll be 
you know, when we're breaking down the script, um, that's a good chunk of my time, but then it goes away to the artists yeah, until yeah. they're, they're they sending me pages back. And then I, I'm writing other things. Um, and then you just kind of have to like, I just pick You're it just juggling. Comes. Yeah, exactly. Juggling. That's a great yeah. meta juggling. It is exactly what it is like. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so, what kind of well, advice do you have oh, for yeah. bootstrap creators out there mm -hmm. who, who look at you and they go, "I, if, you know, if DJ can do it, I can do it. Let's do it." What do you say to them? Okay, and, um, inspire them. Yeah, the, I'll get the uh, my go-to piece of advice is a piece of advice I got early on when I came out here when I was asking somebody like, "Oh, I'm interested in doing this. What, what advice do you have?" And the advice they gave me, and I actually thought this was very helpful, was, "Don't, don't." don't do yeah. it don't if you if you Get can do anything own. else if you can do anything else and be happy do that thing instead yeah and at first i was like i don't what do you what do you mean and then and then i but i did think it was good advice because it was it was that moment of like well i can't think of anything else that i would rather be doing with yeah. my time and so i've and i have yet to do that um so i keep slogging away at this thing but i think you all can relate that it's like in whatever you call this, what we're doing, entertainment, showbiz, whatever, the, the spectrum of- This is showbiz, this, baby. This right here to the comics, whatever, it's taxing. It's like emotionally taxing, <laughs> physically taxing. And it's, it's awful. Financially and, and, taxing. And it's disgusting. But but if the it's joy- It's soul crushing. Of, if it's the joy soul crushing. Of, yeah, it's like really tough. Yeah, like, um, and, uh, uh, but if- the joy of that or the passion of that or whatever that is the attention and the fame and the money exactly whatever it is <laughs> outweighs the turmoil um then yeah i 100 pursue it and if you and if you can do that then you probably will do that like that's but but it's just if don't don't think you're just going to go in like ah this will be this will be fun and easy no it's not going to be either of those things probably <laughs> or surround yourself with people who are way more active but but and, are, and excited to do the things that you you can't or don't know how to do that's the other if you, uh, that might be a better better piece of advice and it's definitely true i think it's true of any collaborative medium and comics is definitely one of those is to the best of your ability surround yourself with people that are better at the thing than you are oh yeah um, because uh the secret I don't, I don't know how many people will admit this but the secret of comics is i mean like how many comics would you buy uh with bad writing but good art as opposed oh, all the to, time i used a, to yeah as all opposed the time. to as opposed to good writing but bad art it's dude, so dude, bad it, art like you open up a page and it's bad art and you're like done moving yep, on yeah. to the next one yep it's, so it, it's and, and bad art is subjective too so yeah. but you surround yourself with people i am lucky enough for this project and and uh, uh working at SourceFed and all a lot of the stuff i've done being surrounded by people that are way more talented than i am <laughs> and that makes it that does make it a lot easier yeah, but there were yeah. certainly people less talented than you there too, DJ. You're a, uh, a lot. To your be journey honest. is a, an exercise. We have a list actually right here. We do have a list. Elliot, <laughs> Elliot was working it out. He keeps updating the whiteboard depending he on how he's feeling. Weirdly, the with their social security numbers for some reason. That's so the this weird is yeah, Elliot's yeah, top five list of people who worked at SourceFed who are less talented than DJ. Yeah, DJ specific. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You remember Trisha? You remember Trisha, right? Paytas, yeah, not Hirschberger. Paytas, yeah. Uh, 
DJ, it sounds like the whole thing is a wonderful, wonderful journey that you've been on. I congratulate you over and over again. It's really, really cool and inspiring to see somebody like not listen to the bad things in their head and Mm -hmm. work through that and just go for it and complete a project uh, and learn a lot. It sounds like in uh, delegation and project management. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, dude, listen, and also like DJ, as long as I've known you, you've you're a very ambitious gentleman. Mm. Yes inspiring and and it is inspiring because despite any potential hardships in your way you still have found a way to claw through the gristle and the vitriol to get to like what you need to do i love gristle segue into this is steve's segue into megan fox but (laughs) i was i I was i was actually gonna say it's gonna be beautiful if if we keep doing this i'm gonna start getting emotional so maybe we should make (laughs) jokes about megan fox or something Uh, before that do one last one last kick out where can they find it what are they they gonna get yeah help go to go to kickstarter look up hellbent uh or go to hellbentcomicbook.com not hellbentcomic.com i don't know what you'll find if you go there but if you go to hellbentcomicbook.com you will go straight to my campaign uh there there are tiers where you can get drawn into the comic by cam white who's a, one of yes. our incredible artists i highly recommend it those are mm-hmm. limited so don't miss out we've got incredible variant covers these are some of the all of our covers have been great i think our covers for this time are just really fantastic i love a variant cover because you're like yeah. damn i gotta get that one yeah. I, it's, I, it's the only way to get that one and it's been cool for me to just to see different artists interpret these characters especially since it's you know comparatively like this isn't like a, a batman or spider-man where there's like a billion comics of them right we're only but this is the three volumes so it's been cool to see different interpretations of the same characters that's been really cool anyway a bunch of, cool of stuff, stuff that's been in your head for how long like how yeah. long is this character this these characters how long have these characters been in your head years years and years and years yeah and different uh, and seeing different artist interpretations of them must be pretty yeah. cool it's so cool it really do is. you look into publishing like is that kind of a whole i'm assuming the world of comic book publishing because Elliot knows a guy. Well, I know a guy. I know. I know. If you mean, <laughs> yeah. um, the the uh, outside of self publishing, I may or may not be working on a project that we're pitching to publishers. Um, um, but yeah, because yeah, this like one's because because once you get publishers involved, then it's like you 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 have to be prepared to kind of lose your baby, right? A little bit. And and, bit, and yeah. it's like for you, it's like you have almost complete ownership of this thing along with your Jamie, collaborator. Yeah. yeah. And so and it's kind of nice, right? Because yeah. you have final say on kind of everything. Yeah, it's one of those, you know, it's 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 um uh, give and take. Like, it's very nice. We have ownership of everything. We have nobody telling us what we can or can't do. Uh, it would be nice to share the financial burden with somebody. That would <laughs> be that would be cool. Uh, of so, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, so uh, exciting stuff. Hellbentcomicbook.com. I love it. Thank you, DJ. And that's a wonderful uh, segue. Sorry, segue. How do you say this? Gristly segue. Gristly. Here's our gristly segue. Guys, now's a moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, uh, Hollywood. uh, It's time to talk about what's going on in Hollywood. My favorite part about this segment is that this segment was never talked about. Steve just started doing it. Who as an the, asshole thing, who, like five who weeks ago. A soundboard? <laughs> Guys, Hollywood is. Uh, <laughs> Elliot! <laughs> I, mean, 
<laughs> I want Elliot to stay like that the whole time. This is how much he hates. Elliot hates Hollywood news. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like you can't even, you can't even fake interest. <laughs> X three, X three. Read all about it today in entertainment news. Uh, this is fun. James Cameron recalls the night Titanic's cast and crew were poisoned by PCP spiked chowder. Do you guys remember this? Did you guys no. know about this? <laughs> you didn't know about this? You guys remember this? You guys remember watching Titanic? You guys heard this? True story. You guys heard this? This is a true story, guys. You, this is actually true. You guys didn't know about this? No. Seriously? So on the 25th anniversary of Titanic, which was February 10th, how about that? You feel old yet, DJ? All the time. Uh the Canadian director shared some behind the scenes stories from the film. Now, this is a famous story uh, from the set of Titanic. The, the entire like cast and crew were, well, I'd rather say dozens of the film's cast and crew were drugged with PCP spiked chowder. This is not a joke. Yeah. Was that the, was that the, that's moment it. That's all. That's when, it. We're when moving on. We're moving like, on. Okay. I said, Elizabeth Banks wait, wait. says she's Somebody excuse tried me, chowder. Excuse me. Somebody tried chowder, chowder for the first time that night. <laughs> you, That's all yeah. I'm saying. Somebody like myself who is very picky of an eater. Yeah. Yep. Feeling a little yep. bit of peer pressure. James Cameron's there. Leo. Dozens yeah. of the cast and crew. Yeah, the chowder. You yeah. know what? I guess. I- <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I guess I'll try the chowder. I yep. guess they were. Fi- I guess, so I guess. Okay. I'll go. I'll go I'm into the detail. I, normally, I don't go into the details of these. <sighs> of this news no normally you don't normally i just read the headlines and move on. <laughs> could you imagine a show like that where they're just like <laughs> they just read the headlines there's and then an move audience on. I guarantee there, there's i'm an sure audience. there is yeah. um but listen so they shot they shot uh tight this this uh part of titanic in dartmouth mm-hmm. okay I love that the music's still going. Oh, I love um, the commitment. Steve doesn't. He doesn't choose details relevant to the headline. He just yeah. picks the details that he his eyes <laughs> land on. And uh, and the and chowder apparently is a huge deal over there. Mm-hmm. East Coast baby. East Coast yeah. chowder is the way to go. And so James Cameron says this is a one hundred percent true story. But the crazy, the craziest part about this story is, is that there's no, there's no like they don't know who did it. They still don't know who it did it. It was James Cameron. It Isn't was that James crazy? Cameron. He needed the performance. Dude, yeah, there's, that's there's... very similar to the reason that all medicine, over-the-counter medicine, now has that little seal on them is because of the Tylenol murders that happened in the 80s. Dude, yeah. They been replaced with bad boys, and no one, they never found the Tylenol murderer either. And Isn't that all... crazy? Shocking, so many... shocking fact is, the for despite what Law & Order will tell you, a lot of murders don't get solved. So a lot of things don't murders. get solved. <laughs> like in so a DJ, as he washes do. the blood off of his yeah. hands off I think there, I think <laughs> an upsetting amount of crimes never get solved. I think they, <laughs> when are they going to catch me? DJ, show us the part of your room there of the set that has that's all covered Where? in plastic. <laughs> like it's Dexter. The other way. It's on the other side. Uh. You know, they really do try to scare us with um, 
murders being all like because they always say like you'll never get away with murder mm -hmm. but the truth is is that it, uh, almost everyone does yeah <laughs> so uh <laughs> i don't know if that's the phrase <laughs> they say that it <laughs> they say that it may, uh, crime doesn't pay but apparently it, it does. does yeah <laughs> um so anyway james cameron told uh this pu this publication called power i don't know in a new interview about the 25th anniversary Nintendo of Titanic. Power? It was when he was talking yeah, about the Yeah, it was the Power Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, quote, you haven't lived until you've been high on PCP, which, by the way, I do not recommend to anyone. <laughs> um, so obviously, for those of you that don't know, PCP is a mind-altering drug that can lead to hallucinations and psychosis. And it can also work as a stimulant, depressant, and anesthetic. Yeah, is it? Am I remembering wrong? Isn't PCP what he gets, what Ethan Hawke gets in Training Day? Isn't that like he takes weed and slice with PCP? And I guess, yeah, deal? I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, actor Bill Paxton. Actor PCP Bill Paxton. Excuse me. What's that, Elliot? Good movie. PCP is my dad. One of my dad's favorite dad jokes were when I call my parents. I'll say, what are you guys up to? And my dad will go, take a little PCP. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good joke. Yeah, you know, it's not. <laughs> I'm on needle drugs, son. <laughs> um, actor Bill Paxton was among the those who ate the chowder, but the film stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet were spared as they weren't on the set at the time. Mm. At first, Cameron thought the affected cast and crew had eaten contaminated shellfish, which can be life threatening. So they were all rushed to a small local hospital. Just there overrun, was a, right? overrun that small local hospital. Mm -hmm. There was an emergency room with no one in it, and like a nurse and 85 crew members walk in, recalled the director. All on PCP? Yeah. All on PCP. <laughs> we don't know what's going on, and basically somebody had taken a pound of PCP and dumped it into the chowder. <laughs> is this the, are they gonna, is this the sequel to Cocaine Bear? Are we gonna have a movie? <laughs> I know. Yeah. And actually I do have a connection to this story with Cocaine Bear. Uh, I'm not much of a PCP aficionado, but mm -hmm. a pound of yeah. any drug sounds like a lot. <laughs> sounds like a lot. I mean, but drug. if it's, I guess if it's like a giant vat of it though, I don't yeah. know. Oh man, or is it a crock pot? <laughs> we'll have to test it. We'll a crock pot. Cauldron. Ooh. Um, it remains a mystery as to who would want to poison the cast and crew of Titanic or what their motivation was. Maybe it was the iceberg. Was it, was it Megan Fox? It was Billy Zane. It, it, was, Billy Zane. it was Billy Zane. It was Billy Zane. <laughs> Maybe it was Megan Fox. Speaking of Megan like Fox, that. just kidding. Um, but, uh, Cameron has his own theory and there's all these really funny conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, we have a strong suspicion who it was, although it was never proven. Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> we believe the story is, is that somebody who had a beef with the caterers, because the first thing we did was fire the caterers. And, you know, sure enough, we had some leads on that. Of course, the operating theory was that I was such a psychomaniac He's going to regret saying that, mm -hmm. that the perpetrator was trying to get back at me. But I reject that theory out of hand for obvious reasons. And so a lot of people were saying it was like an ex lover I, screw, trying to screw over James Cameron. 
what i love the like well we think it was people that had it in for the caters because we sent them all to jail so if i that it, it worked out for whoever hated the caters because they we drummed know, them out right? of the industry they never but worked again it's so interesting because it's like you know there's theories like you know apparently in the 90s there were rumors of lobsters contaminated with pcp mm-hmm. from drug shipments that were dumped in halifax and sydney harbors yeah um so there's a bunch of weird it's like someone poisoned them it's like this or that a pound is a lot though. it's a so much it's so much if you dumped um, a pound of pcp in the ocean it's not gonna affect anything <laughs> yeah it's not gonna affect anything. i know right it's just gonna it's gonna be a good time for the fishes yeah uh speaking of drugs elizabeth banks uh who is uh i believe an executive producer on the new movie cocaine bear not directing it? it okay oh yeah directed it there we go thank you sorry she excuse directed me this is it? yeah no girl mm-hmm. um she says that she's in she'd be interested in making cocaine shark jaws with cocaine the <laughs> The phrase cocaine shark started trending on social media after New Zealand officials discovered over three tons of the drug in the Pacific Ocean. Um, Elizabeth Banks is open to creating a wider cinematic universe of animals on cocaine. (laughs) Well, we got land. We got water. Now we need air. What's our our air? air? Cocaine, cocaine eagle cocaine like, eagle yeah yeah cocaine <laughs> albatross yeah 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 but what's or what about cocaine pterodactyl Ooh, we can get was, andy mogren on it yeah, exactly we want to go dactyl see that's the thing we can't that's jumping the cocaine shark we can't yeah. go, so? go prehistoric now we can but go I mean, cocaine but, but, cocaine flock so it's just <laughs> like, oh so it's basically the okay, birds now with we're talking oh, now, now got we're it, talking got it, got it, got it. <laughs> now we're talking yeah. <clears throat> because i'm like what is something in the what is a uh, a creature that is capable of flight that's even scary yeah like it has to be initially scary because it makes it scarier that they're on cocaine right yeah man this is birds times 20. this is good it's like you know how those yeah. like uh those massive migration moments you see like in africa of like yeah yeah they're they're in motion and they're almost creating creating like words mm-hmm. in the sky yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like is... it just it says like dead yes <laughs> you're all like dead all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um that sounds like a bird pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> we should get whitney more involved Ba-boom. um it says that uh, while speaking to pete with people on wednesday banks who's 48 says she was aware of the Gross. news <laughs> out of new zealand and the online clamoring for a cocaine shark follow-up movie she said says i've seen that if there's a great story then sure banks tells people when asked whether she would tackle another project featuring an animal on cocaine are I you love, guys gonna oh go ahead dj just the idea if there's a great story you're, you're making cocaine bear clearly yeah. what do you <laughs> you make the story like don't pretend like it's gonna come out of nowhere for you i, I know right I, I, well they even like changed the the like real life cocaine bear story a little bit for the movie so it's you like think just it- a little i was gonna say i, I think it's, they, they took the oh bear took cocaine and probably fell asleep no there was definitely a love interest and <laughs> and a falling they, out they uh, tweaked to the true story good lord um, just a little and so anyway the quote is jaws with cocaine i don't see how that loses she says uh, are, you, are you guys gonna go to cocaine bear in the theater first question yeah well well they're doing yeah absolutely because it's like snakes on a plane right like remember when snakes on a plane was like before on cocaine snakes Mm -hmm. on a plane remember snakes on cocaine how about that on a plane Uh, bear on a plane 
Also, do you think Cocaine Bear versus Cocaine Shark would be an interesting? That'd be a great third. Mm-hmm. That's that how we. It's a... like Kong versus Godzilla. Right. Yeah. yeah. We keep. We gotta like do this cocaine animal at the end of that though. There's gotta be yeah. a tiebreaker. The yeah. CCU, the cocaine cinematic universe, needs to happen. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, it's funny how like Snakes on a Plane was like. You know, that movie was popular before it came out because the name yes. alone. Mm-hmm. And I well, feel like cocaine. And, and well, that, yeah. That and Sam Jackson being attached to it. Yeah. Speaking but of, but, uh, but Snakes on a Plane came out and then people were like, okay. Do you think the same? It, it didn't live up to its hype. It didn't. Is, is Joe pulling out a copy of Snakes on the Plane? Is that what's happening? <laughs> oh, right Joe's now? got a snake. Joe's got a snake uh, on cocaine. Yeah. No, I have a gripe. I have a gripe in in relation to Cocaine Bear, though. Okay, and, what is it? And, and I I feel like the loss of an art as of recently, and that would be I feel like the Cocaine Bear trailer shows fucking ninety percent too much. This and, is why I don't watch trailers because I haven't have, seen it. I haven't even seen been, it. Barely nothing, and everybody would have went. But they show like fucking characters dying, like yeah. spoiling no, the movie. I don't want it. You like, see the whole thing. Yeah, you yeah, see the but... whole fucking thing. And I feel like that is the case for most trailers these days. All second trailers for sure. Yeah. Some first trailers still have an art. Like the art of the trailer is fucking dead. I, I agree will... because it's like everything's bite sized and everything's like TikTok and. and... What the fuck is up with the trailer before the trailer? I hate the trailer before the trailer. trailer. You're Uh, about to see a trailer and it's like 30 seconds of the trailer. And you're like, can I just watch the trailer? (laughs) I think more egregious. See, at least with Cocaine Bear, you have the argument that this is something that people aren't familiar with. So you got to sell them on the concept of Cocaine Bear, what we're doing. What I thought was more egregious uh, was the new Fast X trailer where there's certain (laughs) like moments where I'm like, well, why did we're seeing it's a fast movie. We're seeing it. Like, why are you going to show me? everything yeah there's bits like oh here's the biggest stunt in the fucking thing and how the stunt ends guess what it's like what are you doing yeah Yeah, this is where we're going i also didn't watch that trailer and i'm gonna and i'll tell you exactly what i say every time i do this hollywood (laughs) segment on the valley cast which is stop watching trailers stop watching trailers stop watching trailers just go see the movie (laughs) what'd you say elliot steve forgot the name of the podcast i did forget i i did Uh, (laughs) i actually did but speaking uh, of cocaine oh go ahead with the trailer thing i will say uh same with the oppenheimer trailer i'm starting to get a feeling i know how that one ends too you guys you should say it's too much kind of like titanic right that's the movie i'm most excited for Mm -hmm. me too i'm like totally your dialogue please i know and i want to see it in imax and everything new uh new tears of the kingdom trailer for our oh, yeah dude i mean come audience. on elliot save it for your video game news that was great and and don't know if i'm excited about it but it was fucking crazy toy story 5 frozen <laughs> I know. 3 I'm and Zootopia 2 all announced at the I'm same done. time i'm yeah. done with toy story <laughs> i honestly am i have such a love for the original and the, and the other ones are fine mm-hmm. they need to stop making toy story movies i loved toy story 4 uh but it's also like you know you could I, we're I, done. There's only so many times that you, you can, can keep revisiting this well. And, and you know what's going to do? Like you know you they're like not. in the in the <laughs> writing room and they're like, how do we make everyone cry or scared yeah. this yeah. time? Yeah. They got no, it's like, it's, it becomes a 
a, skept, a, spect, a skeptical spectacle at Unless, that point. Uh-huh. Little Andy is now middle-aged and he's having an existential crisis and he has a nostalgia kick and he wants to recollect all the toys from his youth and it's a Uh-oh. fucking action movie. Uh-oh. Ooh, that's cool. Like, he goes on an adventure to find them all. It's more about Andy. Sell me on Toy Story 5. <laughs> more about Andy this time, guys. That's the fucking Yeah, but twist. you know what? Let's go. Here's an even bigger twist. The, all the trailers are, like, CG and it looks like it's going to be like Toy Story, but when you go to the movie theater, it's all live action. Yeah. Holy yeah. They're like, shit. we filmed it with this cutting edge live action technology. Yeah. The actors <laughs> actually on set for once. Yeah, camera. Tom yeah. Hanks and, and Tim Allen are together in live action for the first time. They haven't wow. seen each other in 25 years. Uh, uh, spe- actually, Tim Allen's a good uh, segue because of cocaine. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, and speaking of cocaine and Tim Allen, uh, Margot Robbie, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but... Margot Robbie recalls recently that she found Leonardo DiCaprio's cigarette in her butt crack after a sex scene uh, when they were filming <laughs> The Wolf of Wall Street. Good movie. Apparently, Leo was looking for his cigarette in the scene or, or before, the, before they were going to shoot the scene, and he couldn't find it, and they were all looking for it in the bed, and uh, apparently... Joe. Margot Robbie sat on the cigarette and said, sure. I think it's literally in my crack. Can you say that in an Australian accent? That's not as loud as possible. Just what? Who, me? Oh, yeah. I think it's in my crack, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Crikey! I think it's in me crack! Okay, that's exactly what she said. I felt, I, yeah, I felt like I was there. I felt like Crikey, I was there. I'm Bobby! <laughs> This just sounds like a very elaborate, like Leonardo DiCaprio, like magic trick that he's doing at the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my crack. Listen, this is exactly is this the reason. Cigarette? This is why we need intimacy coordinators on set, is for moments exactly like this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly so like so she said, I was looking around with him, both sitting in this bed, and then I went, Oh, I think I'm, it's literally my butt crack. I'm sitting is on it. It's your cigarette, sir. <laughs> and Leo's like, Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> I went and saw Penn and Teller on Friday. Okay. And Penn, excuse me, I'm not done. Segue. Penn <laughs> almost uh, had a health problem. Whoa, what? During the show. What are you what talking about? Keep going. How's that for pop culture news? Is this news? Is this, is yeah. this, is this, is this news or are you? I, I was watching the Penn and Teller show, as I do every month. Uh, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. What happened? Unlike Penn and Teller didn't quiet? each other. Um, and so Penn uh, goes over to Teller and starts mouthing something. And he goes, he, and then I, I thought it was part of a bit. And he yeah. starts going, needles, needles, needles. And I was like, oh, that's funny. He's just like mumbling things. They must know each other so well. Penn leaves, and then Teller does his needle routine, where he eats and swallows needles, and then oh, so he's like, do your needles throat. routine, so I could go yeah. do yeah. something. He comes back out on stage, and he's like, you would have liked that a lot more than what I was going to do. Turns out, I just had surgery on my ear two days ago, and when I got up here, I suddenly became incredibly faint and nauseated, and I had to go backstage and have water and calm down. Wow. And I'm okay. And then they finished the show like the No way. Gone. And he was and he was fine. Which one which Penn. one? Penn. The big one. Penn the Jillette. One. one that speaks. Dude, yeah. that's crazy. So he just probably shouldn't have been performing so soon after surgery. 
Yeah, but they just can't stop. They're like yeah. they're professionals. Creative, whatever. Yeah, they are like the. Was this the, at the Rio Las Vegas? No, this was at uh, Palm Springs. That's nice. Were you reminded like very swiftly of what like true, true, incredibly talented, charismatic performers are? Mm-hmm. Like, no. It was so beautiful. It was like, like so professional. School. Yeah. Uh, like you feel totally trusting in a show like that because you can tell they've been doing it for like they said they've been working together for almost 50 years at this oh point my God. and they are still yeah. able to go out. They've done over like 800 or I think thousands. I think they said of bits that they've created. Yeah. Whereas like most musicians will do like a few dozen in their yeah. lifetime. Uh, really crazy. And yeah. so the whole time you're just like, they're just like, look at them go. And then Teller's so dang cute. I know. I know. You just fall in love with Teller anyway. every time. What a show, dude. No, no, I think this is very in line with Hollywood The cigarette in Margot Robbie's butt reminded me (laughs) of the magic show where one of the magicians almost Do you think Leo kept that cigarette or do you think he just threw it away? She says he threw it away. He's got so many cigarettes and butt cracks around the world. Um, (laughs) Penn and Teller. Oceans are filled with butt cracks and cigarettes. (laughs) Penn and Teller being around and together for 50 years. A reminds me of uh, our friends uh, Chris and Paul a little bit. Totally, I agree. But the fact that like we like we us collective humans, especially Gen Z, mm-hmm. uh, don't realize that they've been relevant for fucking ever too. When totally. SNL started, they were in the early episode. Yeah, like yeah, they Robbie. made a movie. Did you see? Have, did you know there's a Penn and Teller movie? No, it's called Penn and Teller Get Killed, and it was from the '80s, right. and it's it's really weird. Yeah, As that it sounds be. really weird. They're, all, they're it, yeah. interesting people. I love them. And obviously, Penn and Teller's bullshit was a great fucking show on and Showtime. Do, what's the one that they still do now? It's like... Uh, oh, there's Bulas. the one... Of, Bulas is where great. They, yeah, I really like Bulas. That's good reality. Anyway. What was the one... Is that the one where they try to, where they debunk magic? Well, I don't they debunk to, it. They have, they try to guess if how have, it's yeah. done. Oh, Allison sure. Hannigan. That's, that's a great show. Yeah, that's a really, good concept. Really good. good concept. Yeah, really. Did you guys ever see Penn and Teller's bullshit on Showtime? Mm-mm. You know what I'm talking about, though. Mm-mm. Oh my god, you guys! It's called bullshit, and it literally it's them like um like taking every potential topic from like um psychiatry all the way to like religion to like whatever, and they try to call bullshit on it. Yeah. And they do all they do this super intelligent deep dive into like, you know, things like psychics and um, the spiritual like spirituality and things like they do like um, those psychic phone number hotline yeah. things like they do like a whole it's just amazing Deep show well, that was yeah, the one I they recommend. found out was real that was the one they were like no totally the yeah they're like this one's yeah, real it's a real one that's the real we can't for you some reason we can't it. debunk it yeah, yeah it's crazy <laughs> two more quick pieces of news here and then we'll say goodbye or we'll move on or whatever we're of course we're getting to the biggest headline on in entertainment news today which is something's up with megan fox and machine gun kelly oh for the first time that's crazy isn't that crazy Never you, won't believe, you won't believe it uh but joe and and maybe dj might find this news interesting Excuse apparently me? uh <laughs> i think joe will find this interesting what is the venn diagram we're in here right now DJ? well What's you'll find on? out you'll find out i don't think elliot will give a fuck <laughs> so okay hold on let, let me tell me if i'm right once i read this okay I don't think Elliot will give a fuck, but mm-hmm. nothing on Elliot. I just think so, it's something he Elliot has no idea. Elliot circles way over, Elliot's over too, there. 
It's not Elliot's too young. The other circle. Elliot's too young. Yeah. Okay. Elliot's too young. Oh, so this is an age thing. Got yes. It, got it, got it, got yes. It, got it. But Elliot, maybe you'll be interested. I don't know. Yeah. Joe, you'll know exactly what's up and maybe be excited. And DJ, yeah. I don't know. It's okay. a it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Maybe you're a fan. I have a feeling you're a fan of this. Okay. Warren Beatty, Beatty, Warren Beatty has teased that he's working on a new Dick Tracy movie. Shut up. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> you, am I right? Was I right? Elliot, do you care about this news? We nailed it. <laughs> DJ? I mean, I, for, first off, Warren Beatty's still alive? Um... <laughs> Elliot, do you know who Warren Beatty is? Yes, he does the salad dressings. Okay, good, good. No! <laughs> Are you good thinking joke, of... though. Great joke. It's <laughs> very good. Warren G <laughs> is working on Dick Tracy. <laughs> what I, listen, what I love, what that takes me back to is this, this incredible moment in cinema history where <laughs> Batman, Tim Burton's Batman made Correct. all an ungodly amount of money. Yes. And Hollywood's reaction was, wow. Let's do every comic let's book do, we can <laughs> No, let's do pulp heroes. Let's not let's right, do right, right, the right, Phantom, right. the yeah. Shadow, Dick Tracy. Yeah. And it's like, how is that? I'm not against it. I like a lot of those characters, but why was this the instinct? It's like what the lowest this? stakes yeah. Yeah. characters they could possibly think of. It wasn't like spider-man no Superman. no it was like yeah the phantom Ooh, let's do Dick the, Tracy. Yeah, yeah kids love the shadow yeah the shadow fucking a God uh, but yeah Warren, dark so, man but here's dark the man. thing dark about dick Tracy. this dick dark tracy sam Raimi, i know yeah sam raimi and liam neeson i want another dark give me another dark man that's the news um, i want don't worry elliot we're getting to the megan fox machine gun kelly <laughs> thank you very soon but at Nick, the Dick Tracy movie is being teased by Warren Beatty in a bizarre fashion. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Warren Beatty is Dick Tracy again, and this time he really means it when he says it's time to make a new Dick Tracy movie or TV series. Give me TV series before you. Give right, me I agree. Yeah. Um, this was a huge deal this movie because fucking madonna was all up in it Al Pacino. and this was when madonna was yeah i mean the cast is crazy yeah, yeah. i feel like madonna, Steve? you have something to say about yeah i was gonna say there's there's some low-hanging fruit madonna, here with madonna a... <laughs> but i'm not i'm not yeah. gonna i'm not well gonna, you know I'm madonna i'm not gonna <laughs> It's enough to just know that you're surrounded by fruit, and that's nice. And it's Madonna could play one yeah. of those gangsters now. I think. There you go. Uh, <laughs> right? Probably effectively. She. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, great in the league of their own. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, um, without makeup. Last time, apparently, last time Beatty did one of these bizarre turns in character was for. Did you even know? I didn't even know about this. In 2011, he did a Dick Tracy special. I heard about this, but I don't remember. Seeing I don't remember this at all. Wasn't it well, like um? I thought it was like an ad or something like. It says he appeared in character in order to be interviewed by film critic Leonard Maltin, oh. where Tracy talks about Warren Beatty as if he's someone he worked with. Is oh, Warren Beatty like crazy? No. <laughs> you know, he pulled a he pulled like a, a man on the moon. He pulled. It says Eddie here, Tomlin. it's yeah. It says here that it's bizarre, and you should feel free to watch it yourself. It's online. Is it, did this motherfucker buy the rights? Is that what's yeah. happening? I, it must Nobody be else? right. It yeah. must be. Nobody yeah. else can do Dick Tracy. We Nobody haven't gotten enough. 
But check this out. Apparently, (laughs) I know he's the only one that gives a shit. Ninety-year-old Warren Beatty won't give up the rights to Dick Tracy. But check this out. It's not. He's seeing the trailer for the new Indiana Jones, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's time. It's my time." Dude, you know what's funny? Every comic book convention I go to, I always like. It's kind of. It's exciting because I love the Rocketeer, but I always pop. I always see some Rocketeer stuff going on at conventions and i'm always like what's going on with rocketeer and it's always like the whoever owns the rocketeer is trying so desperately to like do some kind of rocketeer thing yeah um and i was thinking if they were to, to do a new rocketeer thing they should get like um like janelle monet or someone like that to just mm-hmm. be like the new rocketeer and just make it like a 1930s noir like like spin yeah, well, because the kids love 1930s noir, like it's really big with the. No, yeah, but, but see, you know what? Yeah, oh, but if you get Rihanna, yeah, but if yeah. but if you get Rihanna in there, or fucking, you get like uh, you, DJ, you get some. Ho- there. DJ I'm just saying. If I, listen, I'm a for. I literally just last night. I just watched the man who wasn't there, the Cohen's noir. Well, movie. yeah, we love I'm noir and it. stuff. But if you get like hot ladies <laughs> well, doing noir, that's doing, always going to be relevant. Did you hear about this? They're doing, uh, for those that watch Spider-Verse, they're doing, uh, Amazon is doing a live action Spider-Man noir show. Oh yeah, some... with Nick Cage, right? Or they want Nick Cage? I don't Nick know, I don't, I don't know, but I don't, it's like, but okay, I sure, yeah. I guess, I don't know. But Steve, to your Rocketeer point, did you know this? That uh, I believe Disney still owns the rights to the film stuff yeah. with Rocketeer. Uh, the animated What If show that's part of the Marvel Universe, the showrunner of that pitched to Kevin Feige. He's <gasps> like, he wanted to do an episode where Captain America and Peggy Carter team up with the Rocketeer. Oh! And Kevin Feige was like, no, we're not doing that. Fuck! Like, Why? That'd be so great. Damn it. Wait, Disney Imagineer pitch. They'll never make it because it's the Rocketeer. Yes. <laughs> so we take the idea of California's Soren. Yes. where you're like laying like this oh. and to make the ride work for a bunch of people it's like you're being like a hundred people in per ride and they're in yeah. their individual like laying next to people kind of out like this yeah. but it's vr yeah. but, it's, but it's like the same thing where they're jostling you around Dude, moving, i'm telling you super, i'm telling you there's a, a world there's a world where they cast an incredible young actor to play the new rocketeer and Elliot there's like a Morgan. timeline where that ha- thank happens thank you um anyway <laughs> I'm the Rocketeer. <laughs> um, that is his catchphrase. That's what he says. Hi, I'm the Rocketeer. Yeah. Put your arms out. Put your. There he is. There it is. <laughs> um, hey, it guys, says. <laughs> I would love that. It says here that Dick Tracy returns is something that Beatty has been working on. He exclaims is what could be very well the new title of the movie or series if we actually believe that he had any intention of allowing that to happen. And this was his latest attempt to clutch those film and TV rights a little longer. Holy shit, we're still talking about Dick Tracy. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that's the end of that news. So we Uh might get a new Dick Tracy. And finally... The moment we've all been waiting for, something's up. Then with diagrams of interest coming together yeah, into yeah, one yeah. orb, the glowing hot with fire and interest. We should make this thumbnail with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly and make it seem like we're, we talk about it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, got it, in there. <laughs> we, make, yeah we got DJ in there. Yeah, we got DJ, but it's Machine Gun Kelly cuddling yeah. up next to DJ. And yeah, and DJ's like, like yes. Megan Fox is like the meme. Like, She's holding like, the comic. Yeah, yeah. and DJ's <laughs> like, 
like, wait, wait, I I'll don't give, know. I'll give you the thumbs still. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> There's the thumbs still, Kevin. Have some fun with it. Yeah. So apparently Megan Fox hints at Machine Gun Kelly split. And that's our time for everybody. Thank you so much. By deleting, deleting their photos from her Instagram. And following Timothy Shamalan. And mm-hmm. quoting and, and yeah. quoting Beyonce's lemonade. What does that mean? The actress, who's 36, Megan Fox Beyonce. Feel Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, hinted at the possible breakup between herself and the musician, who's 32, on Instagram Sunday when she uploaded a post and captioned it with lyrics from Beyonce's 2016 album Lemonade. There's a photo of her burning something, and it mm-hmm. says, "You can it's taste letters. the, you can taste the Blood dishonesty. Letters. It's all over your breath." Fox wrote alongside her post, which included photos of herself and a video of an envelope being burned in a fire pit. I genuinely could not give less of crap. I'm actually very upset because I thought there was actually going to be a little bit more to this, Steve. I want to fight you, right? This is huge news, Joe. See, I think uh, the problem here is it's hard to take this seriously because I don't know if you guys knew this. The rings they made, she can't take off. She can't take it off. You're right. That's That's what I'm saying. There's a lot lot more to this, guys. Uh, in the comments section, one fan suggested that Kelly was unfaithful in the relationship, no. writing, he probably no. got with Sophie. In response, Fox joked that it could have been her comment. It couldn't or could have been her commenting, quote, maybe I got with Sophie. Ooh. Uh, you know who we need on this to figure it out? Dick. Let's get Dick Tracy on the Dick Tracy on the case. I think Dick Tracy Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy on the case. And Dick Tracy did Dick Tracy did fight Machine Gun Kelly in the 30s. Wait, imagine (laughs) imagine a world where okay, guys, I think we stumbled on it. Imagine a world where Dick Tracy, there's no there's no need for a 1930s detective noir detective in today's society, but TMZ (laughs) needs people to dig up shit on fucking celebrities and couples breaking up. I think Joe's onto something here. Have you guys watched that show on Peacock called Palty Goldman? Yes. As a matter of fact, DJ, you are on a show where we had the director Jason Walliner and no. and Elliot e- interviewed him. That's true. You can well, I need to go back episode. and watch. Oh my god! The, week, the episode before. I'm so last. jealous yeah. because I have so many questions. I have yeah. so many questions. But <laughs> Elliot, sorry, asked I wanna, Elliot asked Oh my god! Them I'm gonna all. I'm gonna go watch it. This is a great please do for that video. I'm gonna go watch it. <laughs> um, but we need to do something like that where we get I know. Warren Beatty as the Tracy solving the, the we're solving the PCP clan yeah. solving the, the Mega Fox stuff yeah, all the dude, pieces are there yeah, dude uh, Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy solving Hollywood mysteries, like unsolved yeah. mysteries is so fun nailed it Dude, that's Give us great. a call, Warren yeah. Beatty, before yeah. you right. kick the bucket. Yeah. Well, best of luck to Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. I'm really sad, and uh, this is, like, heartbreaking because I really like, thought love was real. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a legitimate, like, kind of interesting twist to the story. No, Come on. A, no, there's nothing Come on. So <laughs> You're so <laughs> boring when they were together, and they're boring in their breakup. The most you guys, boring the- people that people pretend to find interesting. You know what, uh, though? I'd rather hear about them than the Kardashians, to be honest. Yeah, well, you know, we don't have to hear about any of them. They're yeah, really, that's true. 
both sides of the sword, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> Here, DJ. Things that, things that we didn't talk about because Steve's about to do the outro. Shut up. Next, Shut next the fuck time up. you're on, DJ. Yes. We'll talk about Last of Us because I know you have opinions. Oh, we got it's so good. <laughs> well, just do it. Tell us what your opinion is. It's so good. Have, all, have any or all of you played the game? Yeah. yeah. No. Ellie. Okay, I was going to say, okay, well, then no spoilers. But don't need to to enjoy the show. It's, you don't need Definitely to enjoy the show. To. Also, it's so good. It's a great, it's just a great example of how to do an adaptation about yeah. like, about like what to, what to do and what not to do. Hmm, you think it has something to do with the guy who worked on the video game being heavily involved in the show? Maybe it, that's something they should do in the probably, future. It probably doesn't hurt. It Maybe does. that's a good idea. I don't good know. Good for him for letting his. <laughs> prior creation grow and flourish into something new that's very hard to do i think and the fact that he's helping that happen is is what is leading to a lot of the success yeah because i i don't not to whatever but like for example like you watch something like sandman and you can kind of feel neil gaiman being like no it needs to be my thing. It needs I to know. Be There's so I know. Uh, That's why it's good that we don't have the guy like DJ uh, Alan Steel. Moore. I want to hear yeah. more of that no, guy. No, it needs yeah. to be. I want more of my thing. Wait, you gotta sound thing. older. Can you sound uh, older? I gotta be British <laughs> and be way yeah. more successful. Um, but but uh, so like it, like Joe was mentioning, like the the ability to like let it become something different, but not like it's still core to the ideas. Because I've been replaying the game as I'm watching it. And so it's cool, like the whole previous episode, pre- last two episodes are some of my favorite parts of the game. But in the game, it's just like, they're raiders. They're like Mad Max raiders that you're yeah, murdering. They're bad people. They don't have a backstory. Right, yeah, and so right. you, get a, you get a scene where like Ellie shoots the guy, spoilers for the show, shoots the guy. And then that whole moment where he's begging for his life and you're like, oh, this is just a person. Like, yeah. oh my God, mm-hmm. like. All people just survived. Yeah, that was a brutal yeah. scene. Like that was more brutal than any of the vi- like the violent uh, like creature deaths or anything yeah. like that. No, no, get- so yes. Yeah, <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> Elliot's short-circuiting. Yeah, you- he's thinking of one of the most recent ones. He's thinking of one of the. I, I know what he's thinking about. Elliot, are you watching it with your wonderful and beautiful yeah. wife, Grace? Yeah. Yeah. And what are her thoughts on it? Can you share those? She says it's like being in an abusive relationship. And we keep watching it, and we can't watch it blast ahead thing at night, and we can't watch it. We need to watch it uh, during the day so that we can watch something else afterward, or watch uh, mm-hmm. Supermarket Sweep in order to cleanse our palate. But yeah, also enjoying it. Yeah. But yeah. I love that. I wish I could watch it with you guys because I'd love to hear your commentary out loud. The, it's a uh, lot of going. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Two two post apocalyptic points and. I think we've made the other one one of them before which is like this is showcasing how world war z should have been done that agrees would have mm-hmm. fucking worked so beautifully just yeah. watching all these stories pieced together of the end of the world in a zombie apocalypse and then two yeah. the thought that i had on the last episode last night is that i just had this epiphany i was like fuck this is so bleak and dark and depressing this is the road it's just a more mm-hmm. action yeah. or did you watch yeah. uh um what was that show fucking the one the about Walking the dead no, what's the show that they made before <laughs> that the showrunners made before this one? Chernobyl. 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 Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. God, damn, nothing could be as bleak as Chernobyl. I know. Chernobyl happened. Chernobyl. Yeah. Chernobyl I know it's not. Real... <laughs> it's real. <laughs> oh my God. No, but um, and also props to the casting of Melanie Linsky as the love leader. Melanie Linsky and just her casual. I love her. Her casual like 
she, I, I don't think the character ever raises her voice, but just nope. the casual like, <laughs> oh no, we're gonna. I actually don't give a shit about justice. That's not what this is about, dude. Uh, but I love that they interviewed her because she was getting some flack about being cast in the show because yeah. they were like, "Who's this like, like, like frumpy old woman that like?" wouldn't survive in this post-apocalypse nightmare world and they were like that's precisely why she was cast because yeah. she she's like the brains of the operation not necessarily the brawn of the operation and i and think she's perfectly cast she was the brains and, and the heart of it yeah and it was agreed. a bad heart agreed. well and that's and i think that's the okay so we're all caught up all of us here are caught up with the show Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so um, I think really obviously the episode ends tragically um, sure. with Henry, but I, I love the way in that moment you can see Henry's thinking, I, in his mind, he destroyed a society to yeah. save his brother, and now his brother is gone. And so in his mind, this is all his fault because he is not aware of what we're aware of the audience, which is the scene where right-hand guy, Melanie Linsky's right-hand guy, who plays... Um, uh, it plays a character in the game. I can't yeah. remember. It's the brother. Oh, it does? He was yeah. great. Yeah, he was yeah, really good. His presence on screen was great. I really, really liked him. We're not, Forte? He's, yeah, he's yeah, not he looked aware. like Will Forte. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, not, he's not aware of that scene where, he, where he's like, well, no, your brother was great, but he didn't do anything. Like, and, and this implication that this kind of probably would have how, been how things went. Yeah. This isn't really his fault. But he's Wait, not can, aware of that. Can yeah. we call that guy Will Threete? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And that's our time. For and that's Thank our you time. so much for <laughs> DJ. Where can people check out your awesome comic again? And thank you for being on the show. Oh, no, yes. thank you as always for having me. Hellbetcomicbook.com. Go check it out, please. And thank you. We really appreciate it. Any comics are a labor of love. We need your support also, but not for nothing. I think you're going to love the comic. So, and if you've uh, checked it out so far, make sure to get the third and final volume. If you haven't, you can get all three in one go and read the whole story in one sitting. Thank you, DJ. And there's a link in the description of the YouTube video for those of you that would like to be lazy. Uh, Elliot, anything you want to add here? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Elliot, did you? Are you excited about that Dick Tracy news? You're going to share that with Grace? I'm shaking. I can't wait. I have to. We have to go. I'm, we're going to run into the house. Maybe you're not going to believe it. You need to sit down first. Dick Remember is Dick back. Tracy? First of all, two words: Dick, Dick Tracy. Tracy. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Joe, anything you want to add, buddy? No, sir. It's been great having you, DJ. You always bring a level of professionalism and intelligent conversation, and it's refreshing because we're a bunch yes. of idiots. Yes, oh, we're dignified. degenerate morons. <laughs> and guys, shout out to Kevin Blackie, uh, who's also a little under the weather. We hope he feels better soon. We'll have him back on the show again in no time. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to the patrons. Thank you to the video viewers on youtube.com slash thevalleyfolk. And we appreciate you very much. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.